This episode is brought to you in part by Zondervan, publisher of The Perilous Fight, Overcoming Our Culture's War on the American Family, written and narrated by retired neurosurgeon and politician Dr. Ben Carson. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. Is my smartphone listening to me? I bet you have your own creepy story, right? This is Device and Virtue. Hello, welcome back to Device and Virtue, where we argue the wrongs and rights of technology and faith in everyday life. I'm Chris. And I'm Adam. Chris, today... We are talking about a really big question. Yeah. Is my smartphone listening to me? <laughs> and the answer is obviously. I don't know what it would need to listen to you for. <laughs> it has to sell me things. Are you trying to teach it things? Uh, are, you, I, I, are you finding your smartphone running around your house without like paying attention it's to It's not you? smart enough. <laughs> Guys, my smartphone just never listens to me. It's always just doing its own thing, has its own friends. <laughs> this is not what you mean. My smartphone has been wiretapped. It's being listened to. It isn't listening to you. It absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. You think it's listening to you. I don't know, man. You're going to, you are going to have to convince me. Cause I like, I've been collecting stories from friends. I've been experiencing things myself yeah. that just convince me that if they're yeah. not listening to me, there are like weird coincidences that I can't explain. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't think it's listening to you. <laughs> yeah, everyone says this, right? You know, I was saying something. You're probably, you're probably going to tell me a story or something. I am going to tell you a okay, story. Okay, tell me the story. All right, all right. So I am with two of my friends. We're at lunch, Brandon, Michael, and Ellen. And we are talking about how our smartphones, we're all convinced, are listening to us. This is a conspiracy theory. All yeah, of you this is, are right. co- It's a conspiracy theory lunch, okay? Conspiracy. Just, just get over it. <laughs> And so we're like, well, let's test this, right? Oh, okay. And so I pull out my smartphone. They pull out their smartphones. And we hold up the microphones to our mouths as we're talking to each other. We're just having a conversation. And we're like, well, what would we talk about? That we, What's something we could talk about that we would never talk about or Google or anything? Well, okay. And so I'm like, let's talk about Home Depot. Oh. I, <laughs> I rarely go to Home Depot. I have no reason to shop there. I can't think that I've seen an ad. You're a big lumber fanatic. Right, right. Yeah. So we start talking about Home Depot. We spend, so you're, you're like, we spend like two or three minutes with our phones, like right at our mouth. And we're just talking about Home Depot, right? At your mouth. Like, so you're holding your phone. Do you have it on the phone? I mean, we're okay. just holding the microphone in front of our... Are you, are you using Siri or something when you do it? No, no. Okay. The phones are off. We're not even... Okay. The phones are off. Okay. Screen off. Okay. I got the picture. Nothing. You you guys all look like idiots at lunch. We all do. We about look like idiots. We're sitting there at lunch. <laughs> so this is a, a work time lunch. We get done. We pile back in our cars and we go back to work. I check my Yahoo email. Not Wait. 30 minutes later. Oh my God. Do you have Yahoo email? <laughs> it's 2006. Okay. No. <laughs> this was it's like, this it's was like, like two this, years ago. Like, okay. Okay. I opened my Yahoo email. There is an ad at the top of my Yahoo feed email list. It is for Home Depot. 
Mm. I have a picture of it. Mm. Okay, show me the picture. It says, yeah, it's one of trusted those... by pros for 130 years, <laughs> Home Depot. Yeah, it's 130 those... years. Did you know they've been around for 130 years? Like That's those... crazy. Wow, okay. It's like, it's George Washington. It's one of those sponsored emails. Like, that's clearly an ad at the top. It's clearly an ad. Chris. It's for Home Depot. Chris, we didn't Google it. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't yeah, talk yeah. about it. We didn't text about it. We didn't email about it. 30 minutes, Chris. 30 minutes. I emailed them both immediately and they were convinced too. How do you explain that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we explain a coincidence? You know, I don't know. Coincidences <laughs> happen. But like everyone has a story like this. Everyone has that coincidence. All of our listeners have a story like this. So many people have stories like this. I know I see it on Twitter. There are articles about this. If you Google for, is my smartphone listening to me? You get tons of hits. And, and there's a lot of people saying it's obvious that either Google or Facebook or Amazon is listening, yes. or, you know, if you're in China, Tencent, something, yeah, yeah. Um, the owner of WeChat is listening to you, right? Like, right. And they're doing it somehow suspiciously right. without you knowing it. Your phone is just sitting there on your desk. Yeah. But uh, they're turning on the microphone surreptitiously. Right, right. And, and suddenly yeah. and you, you're talking about gas fireplaces like you do. It's like, yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna start talking about gas fireplaces right now. The real question is if we get ads for Home Depot after we record this, right? Uh, people will say that they saw an ad somewhere. Yes, like immediately after thirty minutes, and they're like, clearly, I'm being listened to. Yeah, I don't think it is. You don't think it is? No. All right. Okay, so we can try to answer this, but can I can I tell another story? Sure, why not? All right, this one is about you and me, actually. Oh, that's nice. May 2020. It's the middle of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. That was like... We're, we're kind of deep in pandemic that's at this point. deep into the first... And around. you and I are kind of in a pandemic bubble. Yeah, yeah. Along yeah. with some other friends. Yep. And we decide, hey, we're going to go for a hike. Oh, that was my birthday. Yeah, right. We need, I needed a birthday plan that was not a big birthday party. Right, right. So we go to the National Lake Shore and we go for a hike. On our way there, you were telling me about an investment app that you had downloaded and were using. I oh, don't wow. know what it was. was it was that, like was Robin Hood wow. or something like okay, that. Got it. But you had some investment app and you're kind of raving about it like you tend to, you know, trying to sell me <laughs> on it a little bit. I do do that. I find new apps and I talk about them. It's true. It's true. And we do the hike. It's a wonderful day. A couple days later, again, I'm in my Yahoo email in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. We're gonna, let this it go. is going to just be the episode. Just let it go. <laughs> Why does Adam have Yahoo email as <laughs> the actual topic of this episode? And it's another ad and it's for this app, this investment app. Okay. And it wants me to, it wants me to download it. Robin Hood or something. Yeah. Robin Hood or something. Okay. It's just because they have a good brand name. That's why we know that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, ooh, Robin Hood. They had some big to do this okay, year. Okay. But honestly, all I think about is the Disney movie where he's a fox mm -hmm. and there's good mm -hmm. songs. You know it's what true. I'm talking about? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> and Sir Snake. You're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> so again, Yahoo is the culprit here. The common denominator. Mm. I I did have an email from you in my email at that point in okay. my inbox. Okay. There's a slight correlation there. I'm getting an ad for something that you care about. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Okay. Is this a coincidence? Here's what I think we should do. I think nothing's listening to you. However, okay. there are a lot of other things going on. Let's talk about digital marketing. <laughs> we, but I mean, we need to, we need to, because I, speaking of selling things, <laughs> right? I think there's a lot of other factors and people know this. They've heard of things like cookies on websites, but it goes way mm. deeper than this. And I think we should talk about some of the different things that are used to track you and to serve you ads. You ready? Yes. 
Okay, so I want you to pretend that you are you're an advertiser. You are mm, the okay. Home Depot <laughs> <laughs> ads person. Perfect. You're, you'd be a perfect for that. You're really into nuts and bolts. 130 <laughs> years of building things. And you're like, I really want more people to come to Home Depot. So right. you need to serve ads. Now you can put up billboards all along the highway, but if you want to do digital ads, billboards, <laughs> right? Those still exist. If you want to do digital ads, the, the top two places you're going to think of to go first are going to be who? Google, yes, and Facebook, yes, right. Because they're the two hugest ding, 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 ding. <laughs> online things, and they have the two largest ad networks. Now right. there are other actually big ad networks that are less known, but let's use these because those are the ones that everyone knows. Right. And everyone uses them. And everyone, everyone uses, uses them. Facebook. Everyone uses So then Google. you're an ad guy and you're like, okay, I need to figure out who comes to Home Depot. So like, who do you think of? If you think of like a stereotype of a person that goes to Home Depot. I think of a middle-aged dad. <laughs> right. I honestly think of Will Ferrell in some movie where it's like, I'm going to Home Depot on Saturday. <laughs> okay. Right. So I can go into Facebook on a thing called Ads Manager. Okay. Facebook has Ads Manager. Google has a program called AdWords. And these are the programs that actually are used every day by businesses around the world. And okay. they're the main product that each of these companies runs, right? When you log into Facebook, you see a feed of your friends, but really the Facebook ads manager, and there's other ways to log into it through something called Google My Business, these kinds of things. Okay. But these tools are really the product of these companies sell, right? right? They are ad companies. Well, remember, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. You are the product. They this are, is the means to get to the product, right? 100%. Well, they're selling ads and they're selling ads to people and the yeah. people are there. And so... Like me and my friends who don't shop at Home Depot. Home Depot. So you're like, who comes to Home Depot? So you can actually log into Facebook Ads Manager or you could actually do this from a business page and you say, I want to target Will Ferrell. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you think of who are guys, men, mm -hmm. you can select men or women. So okay. you select who are men. Okay. Say I have Home Depots and I don't know, I have no idea how many Home Depots are in the States, but say they're mostly in cities. So I want to choose 30 cities in the U.S. And you can do that. You can okay. choose Cleveland, Chicago, Los Angeles, these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, you can choose a zip code and give it a few miles within that set. You can do this. Okay. And then you can say, and I want to, I want guys that are in their 40s. And I'm going to be really tricky because I'm the smart Home Depot social manager. <laughs> and I want to write that in their interests, they are interested in home improvement because they wrote that down in their Facebook interest somewhere and maybe tools. Okay. Okay. And then I get to serve ads. I get to do an ad. I can upload an image or write some text and I can do it right there in the ad manager that says there's a sale next weekend at Home Depot, and I can have it run for four days on Facebook. And I upload all that. I click submit. It usually takes about 24 hours because Facebook reviews every ad. They're reviewing it for like pornography, like other inappropriate right. things. Most ads just go through, but you know, they, they check to make sure it's right. not, it's not terrible. And then that ad starts showing up and it uses a bid system. It's a very complicated payment system, but you pay a few cents for every ad that shows up for people as they browse Facebook on their phone right. or on the website, right. right? So that's called demographic targeting. That's how ads used to work online. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, because that didn't explain anything about my experience yet. <laughs> but it's important to say that because they can be pretty good at it. And there's some really good examples. You've given Facebook a lot more data than you realize, right? I know. I don't even want to think about so it. So like 15 years of data for sure. For instance, did you ever put your birthday in Facebook? 
because everyone did for because for a while we all said happy birthday to, to each other on oh, Facebook. Oh yeah, right. Oh right, 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 right. So your birthday is in there. That means it knows how old you are, yep. and it generally knows that guys in their twenties are not interested in hemorrhoid cream. Okay. But guys in their 50s are. That's a great example. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. I was like, what's something that's very sort of specific oh, to man. a decade, right? And so even if we do not really broad strokes just by like decades, you could tell someone in their 70s is going to like something different than in their 20s or in their 40s. Okay. That could start feeling like that's sort of smart. How does it know that? But it's just guessing based on like who you are. But then you have other things like it has a device ID. And a demographic breakdown. So, for instance, if I'm using a MacBook Pro mm -hmm. to browse a website, right, or to go on Facebook, we're just going to say right, Facebook right, right. right now. Say they know what your browser and what your computer is. What based kind of computer on it is? They know that you got the cheap Android phone from Cricket Wireless that costs two hundred bucks, or they know if you got the thousand dollar iPhone thirteen, which right. is Pro, which right. just came out recently. Right. So now I can put someone into a guess just based on the device ID. Of like your income. Now I know your decade, your mm -hmm. income, and I probably know your location because you put your hometown and where you live right on Facebook as well. If you uploaded photos from a location, say you and I would go out to like something in Chicago like and you what? uploaded photos there, right. they have their All location right. data for that. You're telling the service where you are. Yes. So it knows all that. Oh, so I was that, telling my friends where I was. <laughs> right, right, right. So that's demographic targeting. That stuff can get really precise really fast. Do you see how we just layered like a bunch of... And so then they're just taking all of these data points and they're correlating them to the fact that I'm likely to shop at Home Depot. Yeah, but I'm going off stereotypes and I'm going off intuition. Mm. This is the very, very beginning. That's not it. <laughs> that's not it. This is just the beginning. So then we get into something called tracking IDs, and I want to show you something on our Device and Virtue website. This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of Grieve, Breathe, Receive, Finding a Faith Strong Enough to Hold Us, written and narrated by Pastor Steve Carter. Grieve, Breathe, Receive. Those three words became a profound mantra for Steve Carter during a season of deep healing, the kind that comes after painful trauma. Grieve, Breathe, Receive is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Visit thomasnelson.com audio to learn more. Okay, Chris, we're talking about creepy advertising and now you're telling me you want to show me something on our website yeah. so i'm a little nervous right now device and less virtuous than you thought <laughs> uh, no 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 a so, little nervous okay. and and our listeners might be too so look here's our website which is a squarespace website it's built on squarespace like four people have been on this website yeah. Right, right, right. I'm kidding. No. Thank you to all four of you. Thank you for visiting our website. No, we it's deviceandvirtue.com. Deviceandvirtue.com. We do actually give people to the website. I don't know if you've seen this. Look, I'm on the back end of our website when you log in to edit this, which you and I have both done because okay. we post our new yeah, episodes you're on, here. Okay, the back end But editor. I'm just going to show you. I click marketing and I There's scroll There's a marketing down. tab. Okay. There's a marketing tab and I scroll down here and there's a tab called Facebook Pixel. Do you see Facebook that? Pixel have and you, ads. Have what you is heard that? Of, have you heard of Facebook Pixel? Yes. What is it? It's a tracking ID. A tracking ID is a little piece 
of code. Usually, I knew it. I knew it. I told you. Uh, It's listening to us. I'm the enemy. (laughs) It's listening to a Chris, and you're not helping. No, like so. Like this is how you do it when you set up marketing. This is how you do it. This is I'm I'm winning right now. You're you're playing into my hand. I am admitting to you that we have tracked our listeners. So tell them how so, it's done. So we install in, in trans, it's, all, all transparency. It's really simple. Just like trying to <laughs> it's very really explain simple. It. Like we log into Facebook, and when we created a Facebook page for device and virtue, right? We also had the ability to get um, what's called a pixel, and a pixel is just a little piece of JavaScript, a little piece of code that okay. you sort of go over and plug on your website. Okay, you can actually do the same thing with Google, and we did that too. So, and that's called analytics. It used to be called Universal Analytics. Now Google right. has a new version they're releasing now called GA4, but uh, <laughs> that gets more complicated. Either way, these are both little pieces of code that you install on the website. And it lets you know when someone comes to your website. Every time that someone comes and visits deviceandvirtue.com. It lets you know and it lets them know. Correct. It sends a signal back to Facebook and it sends a signal back to Google that this person has visited the website. Now, when someone goes back to Facebook, they know that that person is a device and virtue listener, or at least right. somebody that's They've come been to, to the website. website. Right. And this is happening not just for our website. This is happening <laughs> for... Lots and lots of other Squarespace builders websites and lots of lots of other websites just globally. Every website in the planet. <laughs> Every website on the planet uh, that's built is, by is a, using that's built by a marketer or anyone right. technologically that knows a what they're doing. Code right. that gives Google the information and gives Facebook the information. Right. The two largest ad networks on the planet. Right. And this has something to do with that cookies when it asks you to accept cookies, but it also, they're more complex than that. And so the JavaScript does place cookies there. And then Uh, they're associating all that with the demographic data that you just explained. Sure. Did I tell you last week I was looking at Allbirds? No. The shoes? No. Well, I I knew you were in the shoe market, let's say. So my sister was like, for my birthday, she goes, I want to buy you Allbirds, which are like sort of expensive. They're like those wool shoes that you can wash. I don't know. I know they're really cool like four or five years ago. (laughs) <laughs> back when yahoo was cool <laughs> Shut up. not quite you good try but but i was sort of into it so i went to the Allbirds store and then i jumped on their website to look at colors and i sort of wanted a green pair i got the green pair i'm not gonna lie i did not like the green pair i returned it got another pair returned that one what i got color a third pair do not orange you got green and then orange yeah and then because it was fall okay <laughs> correct and then i just got the gray ones but i mean good all year round thank you for saying i'm wearing them now you are <laughs> nice they look good everywhere i went on the internet as soon as i went to the Allbirds store and this was not surprising to me and it's not surprising to you it happens i right. was going on other websites and i was seeing Allbirds ads pop up right and then i was on instagram at night scrolling through just feeds mm. like you know story 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 clicking and i got a story for right. Allbirds, right 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 and right. why did i get that i got that because i had been on the Allbirds website and that connected with facebook pixel back to facebook Facebook owns Instagram. Instagram served me a story about Alberts. Right. And what's crazy is if you had told that story like four years ago, right. we, we all, all would have been like, that's so terrible. Right. You're getting tracked all over the internet. Right. But now we're kind of like, oh, that's pretty normal. Yeah. Follow us around. It's fine. You right. Know? <laughs> yeah. And exactly. it's like, there's still creepy things that are happening, but they're creepier than that. Right. Are we just going to get used to them as well? Absolutely. Next level. Are you ready? Next level is event pixel tracking. And this is the same kind of code that goes on a website, but it can also go into apps and it can 
do things more than does someone just visit a website. It can find out what you did on that website. So if you've ever gone to a website when you're shopping, okay, I was looking at hoodies one time and you could choose between like white and blue and red on the hoodies, but you're okay. like hovering over the little color swatches. Okay. If I chose the red one, the Facebook pixel, if it's programmed correctly, could actually determine, and I never bought that hoodie, say. The Facebook pixel could say, oh, but this person likes red. He looked at red. Okay, so you're saying the event is that you liked red, not like an event like you might go to Coachella or <laughs> something you. like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, so in, in so tracking- So it's an event that like, it's an action that you take on the internet. That's a really good thing. So in, in tracking ID world and marketing, a property is the name for a website or an app okay. that you're tracking. Okay. And an event is like when someone clicks on something or someone puts something in their cart- but doesn't check out. These right. are called events. And you can track these events, their okay. clicks or whatever yeah. it is. So if you say you put something in your car and then you decided, nah, I don't want to buy it. Oh, that's a big event. <laughs> because they're like, oh, but they were so close. <laughs> so close. And we like, almost had them. We no. almost had them in our claws. And do you, have you ever heard of this marketing thing called ADA? No. A-I-D-A. It's an acronym. ADA. And anyone that went to college for marketing knows this a little bit, but it's, I did not. it's a, called the funnel. It's the marketing funnel. Okay, I've heard funnel. of the marketing okay. funnel, but So the top of the, the funnel means awareness. You're finding out about something. Then I stands for interest. Then D stands for desire. And then, and then <laughs> it's true. And then A stands for action. So like you become aware that all birds are a thing. Someone tells you like, mm -hmm. oh, wool shoes exist. Then you get interested. You're like, that's interesting. And you might, Look at a website one time, but you don't care. Mm. And then you start realizing, like, I'm going to buy one of these. And then you start going to the website a lot. And then okay. you finally buy a pair, right? When we have these pixel events, I can serve you different ads depending on where I know you're at. Like how close I got to buying something. Right. Say I put I were all birds in the carpet, didn't oh, buy it. I'm like, you're in the desire stage. So I send you an ad. I'm going to send you probably 10% off. I'm going to send you like... Mm. Or I'm going to say, act now, fall colors are leaving soon versus an interest thing. I can do a right, different right, right, So right. realize I know based on your pixel, probably where you're at in that mm -hmm. marketing cycle. And so like Amazon has their wish list that you, you create a wish list. Oh, That's good. an event. Yes, yes, they're, yes. they're using that whole thing yes. to like just get more information about you, right. more actions that you take. Right. So. Okay. I okay. know that none of this is answering the question on whether the phone is listening to I me. I mean, absolutely, it's tracking you. But I think we're getting close. What other stories do we have about uh, phones listening? Okay, this happened this year. I met up with a buddy of mine for dinner. At the restaurant, we run into a colleague that I used to work with at my old job. Oh, okay. I hadn't seen her in like a year. Okay. He had never met her. Okay. And he and I are sitting and she's about, you know, six feet away because it's still COVID. And, and we're chatting for a while. Yeah. I introduce them. She takes off. The next day, the next day, I have proof. He sends me a screenshot from Facebook, recommended friends, her picture. The first time he had met her, they, they're they just chatting. He's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. searching uh -huh. for her. Uh -huh. Nothing. Uh-huh. Perhaps up on a friend recommendation, you should be friends with this person for him. Right. Hmm. I wow. mean. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Facebook's creepy, man. So that's crazy. So I was doing a little bit of research. Okay. And Facebook does have a patent that they have registered that they got granted at the beginning of this year. And it is to, quote, 
wireless communication to suggest connections for a user. So they're using your smartphone yeah, and the data that's on there, gathering that data and then using it to suggest who else you might be connected to. For all intents and purposes, it's it's more than listening <laughs> at this point. Right. And you're referring to Facebook's uh, famous algorithm, the people you may know algorithm, like literally on the Internet and marketing, like they'll abbreviate as people you may know, P-Y-M or whatever it is, P-Y-M-K, <laughs> people you may know, because it can be really, really good. But is it listening to her voice? I don't know about that. So there's two other things we got to talk about. One, Facebook has lists of friends. Right. Like right. you because you've clicked all your friends. The so whole the whole social graph thing. Right. Correct. And I know there was all this news about Facebook recently. Everyone's been thinking about Facebook and politics. Right. It's Facebook making things worse with the political system because it's allowing people to argue or get misinformation online. And we've done whole episodes on yep. that. But like going back to the old school Facebook, the, we still has lists of our friends. Right. Right. Like, and it still has what the, the social graph. So I don't have Facebook on my phone. Right. But you have an account, right? I have an account. Right. And it has a list of those friends still, right? Yes. Yeah. So Facebook has all this data about who knows who. Mm-hmm. If you diagram this out, say it was a little Spider-Man diagram on a piece of paper where there's a circle, every circle is a person, there's a line between them. So right, it looks right, like a big right. universe. You know what I'm picturing? Right. But say you took two people's list of friends, not just the people they've said they're friends with, but you start looking at who the mutuals are, right. but then you find mutuals of mutuals. And if you're following this, you start figuring out that some people probably know each other it's because... six degrees of separation. Correct, right. Six yeah. degrees of Kevin Bacon, right. whichever right. one you want to go with. Then let's add another really, really big one. And this was featured by a New York Times article a few years ago that was really big. And this is location data. Right. And my phone is just shedding that everywhere it goes. Facebook... Google and all the rest in Apple and all the rest of these have our location. Right. Not only do they know that you're at a burger restaurant, I, I assume you're a Wien, Illinois hometown. Yeah. They also know who else is in that restaurant. And if you've ever, have you ever logged into that New York Times article, the one that has the green dots? It's like from two years ago, like 2019, it was an investigation. <laughs> and they showed all these little green dots in the Pentagon and at the White House and walking around DC. And they were saying all this data is out there of everyone's location. Yes. Yeah. And they talked about national security and police using it, but also advertisers have this data. And in theory, it's anonymous. This is different for a second. Yeah. Let's jump away from the Facebook because on Facebook's not anonymous, right? You're logged right. in. It knows it's you. This is anonymous data. But the question is, is have you ever looked at a pattern of yourself walking around in your town? Right. Where do you spend the most time? In my house. Right. That right. dot stays right. Right. somewhere right. Right. at night. Right. Eight hours a night, at yeah. least every night. Well, we know where the address is. There's no such thing as anonymous location data. Mm-hmm. It starts linking it to people right away. I mean, I heard a story about a Catholic priest who was outed for some of his untoward activities. They were able to not de-anonymize the data, but they were able to associate it with his home location um, and then associate that information with visits to other untoward locations yeah and and they were able to basically out his activities and he you know had to leave his position and so forth and this is from a group who it's just like it's like you and me they're just two guys who are running the podcast who access this data they're not a they're not an organization they're not a company right. right and and they're able to basically identify a person without having their name right the location data starts getting really crazy 
because, and this is what was going to push us up to, you can start combining this with other data. So not only can you track one person, but everything we said from the very beginning, males that are in their 30s right. that have a certain type of phone, that have been to certain websites, right. that have left something in the cart, that have <laughs> chose a certain color, that have certain friends, that have been in certain places. If I combined all that, can we see how I can get a pretty three-dimensional picture of any person without precisely them telling me the next point? So you're saying that even if they're not listening to me as I talk into my phone microphone, that they still have all these other points of data that are functionally the equivalent of listening. Yeah. And then we add offline data. You hear sometimes you hear stories like, well, I bought toothpaste. Wasn't there a toothpaste one? Yes. So a guy on Twitter, he says, I'm back from a week at my mom's house and now I'm getting ads for her toothpaste brand. The brand I've been putting in my mouth all week. We never talked about this brand or Googled it or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yet here he is getting, yeah, yeah, getting ads for a toothpaste. Such a mystery, except it's not a mystery because (laughs) say he's like, I don't buy the toothpaste online. I haven't been to a site. It's not like your Allbirds thing. You know, I'm just going to like buy this at Walgreens and great at Walgreens. Who put in their phone number to get a discount? <laughs> I did. That's me. <laughs> but, Dang it. It's love. But the, I get a discount. The entire discounts are just to add a tracking code to us. They're Facebook pixels for people. So the cost of discounts is that they're just listening to me. They're just trying to associate that product with a thing. And that gives you a list of what your favorite toothpaste oh, is. Oh, man. Or, is it really worth the 5% discount? Is it right? And so that's associated with him. That it can easily get retargeted. And so, you know, the grocery store we have in Chicago is Mariana's. I think it's owned by Kroger, which is everywhere. There are big national grocery store chains. They're, that grocery store data, that scan card data, they call it, is, is really important. And people buy it. And companies buy it. Companies buy it. And Facebook that, might even buy it. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah, they could. Right. When you have large companies buying large data sets associating with other data, you could even have companies that don't know your name. We've been talking about Facebook. They already had your name in your photo because you put it in there on your clay. Now let's talk about Google. Oh man. Google may or may not have your data, but say you were just searching anonymously all the time. But if they have enough other data, let's just do you, Adam. A guy, again, in his mid-30s will say. <laughs> Thank you. That's very generous of you. <laughs> who Googles for all these certain things, but they have the location from Wheaton, Illinois. Go to these places, that's his home and their work because like, mm-hmm. they can track the location using maps. Like If they have all that data, they might not have your name and email address, but they have practically enough to have it. And so right. they can serve you such precise things. Uh, they don't need to drop that name on top of you. Isn't, isn't that called shadow profiling? Yes, the shadow profile, exactly. Right. So even if you don't have an account with them, it's like everything but are. the name. So I was, I, I've been trying to convince you that Facebook is listening. Maybe Google is listening. I know maybe you don't believe me, but in a backwards way, you're still proving my point. They have so much data that they are effectively listening. But as I was researching this, I did run across another patent that Facebook yeah. got approved in 2019 for something called audio fingerprinting. Okay. And that's the idea that it's listening to audio in the background and matching matching it up to a database of data they already have. But in this case, they're using what are called ultrasonic beacons. They're essentially taking the microphone on, on your phone and they're listening to your television. They're not listening to you, yeah. but they're listening to your television 
and your television advertising has ultrasonic beacons that you can't hear, but your phone can. Yeah, right. And they're able to then know what you're watching, where you watched it, when you watched it, and know basically that you're watching this show or you've seen this ad. Right. Like, yeah, e- even if they're not using it, they have a patent. That doesn't mean they're using it. That's correct. So hear that. But they have an intention and they have an ability to use that data and to use your microphone to listen to what's going on around you. Yeah, they're trying to use a way to link the technology's old TV ad commercials. Exactly. Uh, if you do all digital ads, we know if you saw it or not. Now, right. But we have no idea if you saw it on TV. And what I would like to do is show you an ad on TV and then send you these retargeting ads. That's yes. what the name for the Allbirds situation. That's the creepy tracking you around the exactly. internet. Exactly. I'd love to be doing retargeting after you saw the TV ad and the ultrasonic beacon as a way to... Yeah, I'm not sure I've heard anyone actually doing that, but I did see that patent. Even if they're not using the microphone, they're listening. They're listening to the data about who I am and what I do and what I care about and whether I want to shop at Home Depot. Okay, if we did just did mild, medium, hot extra hot and fire and, and fire, which we all know Taco Bell just lying. It's just not <laughs> spicy. The final stage that I want to mention to the you. final stage. This is the fire stage. Is the volcano. The, it's too hot to handle. <laughs> or if we're going to use a completely different analogy, <laughs> I wrote down on this page for us, I wrote the super mysterious, creepy magic side. That's machine learning. Well, you and I have talked about machine learning before. It's a form of artificial intelligence that right. can crank through tons and tons and tons of data sets and do things that humans can't. Mm-hmm. And one of the magical sort of parts about it is you and I could spend a lot of time doing everything we've just doing, combining location, favorite color, where you live, how old you are. But it takes a long time after a while. Like if I was going to make a little chart, maybe I chart 10 items, then I chart 20 items, then I chart 50 items. Oh my gosh. A computer can go through something like 50,000 items about a person. In fact, you and I recently heard a person from a nonprofit saying that Facebook has as many as 50,000 data points in a profile of a person. Right. But then how are you going to get through all that? Well, you're going to use really fast computers doing machine learning or doing deep learning on this. But this is the craziness. This woman named Zainab Tafikshi. I don't know if you've heard about her. She's a PhD that is a, yes. is a techno She's sociologist. Great. She's really smart. She's really good on COVID and stuff, but she studies like how people interact with artificial intelligence, big data. And she is in a TED talk a few years ago where she does an example of someone buying plane tickets to Las Vegas. Now, if we were going to think about- Because that, why not? <laughs> she's like, what if you're going to get ads to fly to Vegas? And she says, you know, if you're going to think about this, maybe you think about someone that, you know, is going for a bachelor party. You're going to try to target someone. That's the demographics thing we talked about. Okay. And then maybe you can use a lot of other smart things. Someone's been to Vegas before and they might want to go back. You go, I know they were there before. Right. She goes, but this gets so complicated. We can use machine learning. The companies now are taking those 50,000 points of data. Right. Crunching it through these magic systems and saying this person <laughs> wants to fly to Vegas and they barely know it. <laughs> so it's predictive. For instance, what if, and this is going to get a little crazy, but what if someone has a proclivity for gambling? Mm. They've never been to Vegas. They're not showing any of these direct interests, but we right. know because of behaviors. For instance, she points out Facebook knows when you start typing a status and then you backspace over it and type something else. Oh, man. We can start coming up with patterns for mental health, patterns of things we didn't know about. A machine learning might be able to find this and say, this 
very specific set is more likely to want to fly to Vegas. Mm. And it's a signal we don't even know to the point where we could call a Facebook engineer and say, why is this ad being served to this person? And the Facebook engineer goes, I don't know. Because they didn't program the machine learning algorithm. Correct. The machine. It's not a rule. Quote unquote, learned it. It learned it by looking at super complex patterns in the data and going, these people are more likely to want to fly to Vegas. Yeah. It's finding a pattern and saying these 49 points of data correlated. And machine learning ad targeting is now what's happening. And if you're a small business and have ever done this, even when I've logged into Instagram for device and virtue, it asks me is like, do you want to choose people or do you want to use our recommended engine? And all I do is click recommended. (laughs) And then then it goes. So I guess the question, Adam, is once we've gotten past extra hot, once we've gotten up to full on magic, but I've explained a lot of the technologies behind it. Do you think our phones are listening? So I think to me, the answer is still yes. Our smartphone (laughs) is listening to us, but it's not listening in the ways that we think it might be. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I think it's listening. All the real articles, there was one article that you sent me. It was called, your phone (laughs) is listening and it's not paranoia, like from Vice magazine. And it was some guy that did the same story that everything else. He's like, I talked about going back to university and then, and then it showed me an ad for university, mind blown. But maybe we knew he was 23 and, you know, <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. And there was just a lot of reasons why he would. He had that. the other 49 points of data. Right. And the 50th was, I'm going to go back to school. The only other story that I saw online that was trying to say this was actually a Fox News story and just wasn't very reliable. It said, you're not paranoid. It's really listening to you. And it cited this other Vice article. In fact, a lot of other articles that were out there cited this Vice article. But when you really get to the research articles, there was a group of scientists, I don't think you actually saw this one, put a bunch of phones in a room, turned them all on, turned Facebook and put everything on and played audio of cats and dogs ads (laughs) for 30 minutes to a group of phones. And then in the next room, put another group of phones and played nothing, right? So that's the control group. They got silence. And one group got the, so it's like your Home Depot thing, but they did it in a more controlled environment. They found that the phones that got the cat and dogs ads made no difference but they hadn't moved anywhere and there was another social stuff. But when you get science doing the microphone testing thing, independent scientists, they say it's not actually listening. And this experiment was cool because this experiment even tracked, listen to this. I know you, I see your eyes rolling. This tracked battery life and attract amount of data leaving the phone at the time to see if there was any unexpected surges of like data that would be data leaving right, to, right, to transfer right, right. audio okay, out. Okay. And it was not doing that. And, and these were, phones of actual people they used some sort of software that made it look like people they said there was a limitation the software could not act like a person like it couldn't type in a name and a password right but it would like actually run the software while you're doing it but they really did it so this the research shows that the microphone they said it's highly unlikely there's just not a chance you know but here's the thing that's going on when you talk about that other kind of listening i think that's exactly it you and i think about technology still too much like they're people (laughs) We personify it. You have ears and you have eyes, and these are the most important thing to you taking in information every day. Right. So the microphone, of course, is the thing you think about with the phone. Yeah. We have this idea of wiretapping. There's like a guy with headphones on listening to your conversation. Right. And what you're saying is that's the framework that we've been thinking about, but it's not actually like that. It's that paradigm shift of digital surveillance doesn't necessarily need the, the ears quote unquote, Mm -hmm. to actually surveil. In fact, it has all this other information. 
But what I find interesting is all the things we've been talking about this whole time, we're not talking about illegal things. We're talking about legal right. ways right. of listening to people's data right. and tracking their usage. All of these things are, quote unquote, above board. Right. But right. just because it's legal doesn't mean it's right. The question, Adam, is so what? So what? Like, what What if all this is true? What if the, everything from the machine learning down to the other thing, they're tracking this, and you get an ad that is just perfectly suited for you? It is a turquoise long sleeve T-shirt, and you're like, I have to have that because right? you, you would buy that. I, we we right. all know that. I, and I, I've talked to friends now who are saying, like, I give up. Like Facebook, Instagram knows me so well. They know exactly what I want and yeah. I'm just going to let them do it. Yeah. I love having personalized ads. Right. I think, I think that's a, a totally relevant question. Like, is it, I mean, you were just saying it's right or wrong. I, I, I don't know. I think the way I look at it is Facebook, Google have created this perfect system, right? To extract money from you, the consumer and put it into corporate coffers at a more efficient pace, more effectively than ever before. And I'm not saying that that is illegal. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I don't know that I think it's right. Creating a more efficient system to move money from this group of people to that group of people is a question of power. Mm -hmm. There are ethics around that that need to be addressed. Okay, right. I mean, why during the pandemic have Facebook and Amazon's bottom lines been astronomically good i mean because they had those little decorations i wanted but they had the turquoise <laughs> t-shirt <laughs> they have the, i think things feel wrong i'm not sure they are wrong but they feel wrong and i know this is because they feel to people like they're a violation of privacy right our phone listening to us absolutely feels like it's a violation of privacy yep we've talked a lot about privacy but privacy is this idea when you really drill into it that's like, I know who knows. This is my definition of privacy. I know who knows. So because I've shared it intentionally. Right. So let me, let's do the interpersonal example just for a second before we do the big data example. The interpersonal example is like, you know, I got pregnant, not me personally, but like right. say, you know, someone we know and I have a lot of friends that have had babies and I learned that I'm pregnant. This is like really exciting right. and new. And the first person I want to tell is my spouse and then maybe a very close friend and say later that day, I run into a friend who comes up to me and says, oh my gosh, I heard. I'm so excited. Someone you didn't tell. Correct. And you're like, I... Uh, you feel you feel yep, crazy that was my news may, maybe maybe she was going to tell that person maybe she was in her church small group it was not someone she would not want to tell eventually right but it wasn't someone she wanted to tell right then and she feels like her privacy is violated right yep, right and that feeling comes from i know who knows and when we don't know who knows that's when we start feeling icky we start feeling not okay mm -hmm. and the weird thing is when we transfer this to this algorithm this facebook Add magic. If our mom knows you love turquoise long sleeve shirts, you're like, that's sort of nice. Someone that loves me knows what I like. Right. But when something nameless and faceless, we feel sort of like icky about that. So I know it feels wrong. My question is, in the future, I don't know if this stuff's going to change. You're going to go off and go, you know, the corporation's got to stop doing this and we got to pass laws. And actually, I am convinced after all the things we just said, by the way, like, I know a lot of this, right? I like do marketing, digital marketing. Right. 
But at the same time, I'm getting more and more convinced we need laws, you know, that can re- oh, interesting. reduce some of this. So <laughs> I've, I've moved you a little bit. I've moved you in a little bit towards yeah, uh, yeah. a direction I would take. Europe has stronger laws than we do. I think the U.S. needs some of these same laws. Interesting. But I've always thought that the technology is going to move like a wave, right? Like we're not going to be able to control the whole flood. And the question for me is like, how do we as Christians now live in that flood? How do we live in a new world? And that's what I wrote on privacy years ago is like, I think the current idea of privacy pretty much starts to go away. And we live in a world where much more is known about us and there's not really a way to put the, what's the metaphor? Genie back in the bottle. Thank you. <laughs> or the or that guy that pops out of the da 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 I get the privacy thing. I agree. We need better privacy protection. But for me, it it is a question of power dynamics, I guess, and how it enriches and empowers certain people and disempowers the average consumer. You know, in the book of James, you obviously have James exhorting the church to not grab the guy that walks in that's rich and he's wearing these like really nice clothes. And they're like, come sit in front of church. (laughs) Right. And what the poor have to sit in the back. And what are the signals, the tracking IDs on the rich guy that makes us know he's rich, Mm -hmm. wearing nice clothes, has probably an education or looks, you know, we notice things immediately and the church sort of gives him honor and the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. The poor, like we can tell right away by looking at them. Mm -hmm. And James says, this is unjust. This doesn't Mm -hmm. treat people Mm -hmm. as humans, as children of God. And I think we're seeing that with, you know, when I have the MacBook Pro and I've got the iPhone 13 and I browse and can I get served up the nice things? Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even talk about the way credit agency data works yeah. into all this stuff, yeah. but yeah, the, yeah. the poor get poorer right. in some of this tracking yeah. of person. It's interesting you bring up that case in James of people going to church. It made me think about how churches are advertising themselves Let's say they take their Facebook followers, which are people in their congregation, and they use that to target other people in the area who are similar. Yeah. What does that, what does that do to a church? That makes the church more homogenous when they're using that Facebook algorithm that puts like people together. And then you can do the next level thought experiment of what if we could have access to machine learning targeting to get more people to hear the gospel at our church. (laughs) Right. So only certain kinds of people get to hear the gospel. And the people that are hearing that gospel are people that are decided by Google or Facebook. Is that how we want to do evangelism? Is that how we want to do outreach? And this really is the next frontier because... In every age, and as you and I talk about the radio broadcasts, which became Transworld Radio around the world, missionary radio, yeah. television, Oral Roberts became a TV preacher. The churches often said, okay, we can use this to reach the world. But then we've noticed that the message gets distorted or the church gets distorted every single time the new technology is developed and the machine learning targeting is one of the new frontiers. Yeah. And the church has to follow Jesus into the corners into the margins of society and say, those are the people that Jesus cares about just as much as the people who are on Facebook and getting targeted by my church. Hey, Adam. Yeah. 
I've been thinking about the Home Depot one. Uh huh. How I didn't have a great explanation for it. Okay. And I've decided I do have an explanation for this. Okay. It's the Bader Meinhof phenomenon. The what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Bader Meinhof. Didn't explain um, anything. Uh, it, it's the psychological theory of frequency bias. <laughs> it's an idea that once you've thought about something, you see it everywhere. And it's a real thing, right? It's a psychological thing. So it's not technology. It's not the phone listening to you. It's not the pack tracking pixel. But I am saying that when you decide you want a new car and you're like, ooh, I'm really into those Teslas now, you might not have noticed before, but now suddenly there are Teslas everywhere. You see them at every stoplight. You see them all around. And you're like, and you hadn't really noticed them before. And that's because you're thinking about it. And I'm just saying you and your friends talked about Home Depot a bunch at lunch. Then you went and saw your Home Depot ad on your Yahoo email. Maybe you've been getting Home Depot ads for years <laughs> and you've never noticed them. So I'm going to say it's a psychological issue. So <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is that it's all in my head. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> just like the suspicion that my smartphone is listening to me. It's just all in my head. To be fair, it's in all of our heads. It's in so, all of our heads. <laughs> I am a little bit serious about that one. I do think that affects our perception on whether our phone is listening to us. But that combined with all the other tech data, maybe the microphones aren't on, but I think you're right. Our phones are listening in every other way imaginable. Okay, Adam, it's that time. It's time for vice or virtue. And today's vice or virtue is... Shopper cards. You mean... Like Walgreens, you know, when you put like, in your phone number. Oh, like, lo- like loyalty cards? <laughs> when you have to scan it at the grocery store <laughs> or put in your phone number to get that 5% oh, discount. Oh, man. Oh, man. I... Okay. So... I mean, it's two for yeah. five when you use the card. Oh, my gosh. when you don't. Yeah, right? So there's a coffee shop that will not be named that uses a loyalty program. Okay. And it notifies me when I've gotten more stars, but it also notifies me when I'm about to lose those stars. And I never get to the point where I acquire enough stars to get anything. (laughs) And so I've started, (laughs) I've started calling it my, the resentment program (laughs) because it just texts me and says, you're about to lose your stars. You're about to lose your stars. And I'm just like, dang it. I'm so mad at you. I don't even want to go anymore. So <laughs> it's like the anti-loyalty card. You're really bad at it. I'm, I'm mad. So it's definitely a vice at this point. Well, I never carry the actual cards because who wants plastic anymore? But if I can scan it on my phone or I can punch in the number, I pretty much do every single time. Like, I'm just like, are there any discounts? Don't know. I'm automatically typing this thing in. You know, you take you take photos. I didn't. That's a great idea of the of the barcode and then scan the barcode. Oh gosh, catch up. I do it in I do it in Apple Wallet. Oh man, that's <laughs> well, there are apps for this too, where you can you can put them all together. The thing I, is, I use that for my library card, but I've not thought about yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah, a idea. yeah. It's magical. Huh. Uh, I sort of like the discounts. I like relevant ads. After everything I've said, I don't really mind that they know that I get. I mean, my shopping habits are really unremarkable. Like I like the generic salted butter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No way, man. Lando Lakes, baby. Lando Lakes. And like, if you can figure out how to use that to sell me toilet paper, then more power to you. And if it's going to connect to my Mm -hmm. desire for all birds as well, well, I'm just a confusing mess of data as far as I'm figuring out. So if you're going to give me two for five, I'm all in. I'm going to say they're a virtue. 
All right. Loyalty cards. <laughs> Love it. Well, well, the key, Adam, is our phones have been sitting here the whole time. And did they like the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. Well, how about I'll look at your ads tomorrow and you look at mine and we can find out if it worked. I will send you screenshots of all the things we talked about tonight. It's going to happen, even if it's all just in my head. For now, it's good to have you back. Haven't seen you in a while. It has been a while. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're back doing this. We've got a lot planned. Let's do more. Yes. did not get to all the stories. So my friend Ellen, who was at the Home Depot shenanigan dig, she sent me another one. She was at a July 4 party and she was drinking Waterloo sparkling water. It's like, I guess it's a Whole Foods brand, maybe. It's a thing. Okay. So she's at a cookout. She drinks this sparkling water and not 20 minutes later, this is in my ads and she sends a screenshot. It's a Facebook ad, Whole Foods, for this brand of sparkling water. How does that happen? I think it's really like... I think anyways. she bought it at Whole Foods. It was a six pack. Yeah. It her, guessed her. it takes about two weeks to do the six pack and it served her an ad for it. I, I mean, I think it's just that her friend's phone and her phone are nearby each other. And so they, you know... They're connected. Okay, another one. Oh, this one was good. Drew Dick. He's on Twitter. Yeah, so he would formerly of Christianity Today. Yeah. How do you explain this one? He's telling his wife, "Hey, let's have hot dogs tonight." I don't know who says things like this. Like, let's have hot dogs tonight. <laughs> Nobody says that. But he sa- and he says, and ten seconds later, this shows up in my Twitter feed, and it's a picture for Heinz ketchup. How do you explain that? Well, it's obviously wrong because <laughs> ketchup doesn't go in hot dogs. <laughs> Are you from Chicago? <laughs> That's inappropriate. Oh, man. If, I, I love ketchup on my like hot dogs. You, ketchup and mustard. I knew there was, a, I knew there was something wrong. wrong with you. I know. I know. I know I'm not a loyal Chicago. You know most Chicago dog places, if you ask for ketchup, they'll throw you out. I have heard that. The nicer ones give you a ketchup tax. That's good for them. That's a, that's a good disincentive. Okay, another one. This one was from my MA advisor at, at Durham. He said, yesterday, my wife was actually shopping and chatting about two products. She didn't mention slash search these products online at all. Just verbal conversation offline. Facebook location disabled. Today she gets ads on Facebook for those precise items. Shampoo bar and walking shorts. How? (laughs) Three question marks. Yeah, Facebook location disabled. That's one of the problems right there. There are other locations, right? And so maybe Google location, but I don't know if you'd even need the location. I assume that if she's ever looked at those products, not on Facebook, but on any other website, that can come across with a pixel. It says she didn't mention or search these online at all. It says. That that seems not true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so. We do it all the time. The the ultrasonic beacons that I mentioned. Yeah. So they use those in stores to track how people travel walk around the store yeah, yeah. like at best buy if, if you're walking around it can create a pattern yep or home depot <laughs> i like ending on the home depot the way you just said or home depot that's fine that's good yeah. this episode was brought to you in part by the table podcast at dallas theological seminary listen to rotating hosts discuss issues of god and culture to demonstrate theology's relevance in everyday life. 
Find it on your podcast app. For videos and more, visit dts.edu slash podcast.